0: Alright, let's go. This podcast contains uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it, I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. This is the Dice and Pipes Podcast. Broadcasting deep in the prime material plane of fire, coming to you from the West Cabin. It's Dyson Pipes for the week of May eighteenth, two thousand twenty. I'm Brian. Hi, Chris. Trying to light my pipe. We have a lot to get to today, and not a lot of time to do it. I'm I'm dead fucking serious. I'm I'm
1: dead serious. (laughs) <laughs> Why did you just headbutt the microphone? Was that headbutting the microphone, or was it smashing your face? with? I don't know which direction the mic went in. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fucking, I'm fired up. You got a lot on your mind. I'm all fired up. First of all, ah, fucking hurt. Yeah, dude, you fucking, dude, it's made from metal. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the foam wind cover. It did not produce
0: the same protective coating
1: no. that I thought it would. No. Your, your headbutt was explosive. This only protects against plosives. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's how it works. Or implosives.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter, Reddit, uh, Instagram, Dyson Pipes. Don't use the ampersand. Spell the ampersand. What's in the ampersand? A pipe. It, really now? Our ampersand is a pipe. I had no idea. I had to uh, find, I, I searched the mountains. And the forests, the oceans blue, mm-hmm. and the craters for you. I searched high and low for an artist that could turn our ampersand into a pipe with smoke coming out of it. And I found this yes. artist, and I said, price is no option. I will pay whatever it takes yes. for you to turn this ampersand into a pipe with smoke coming out of it. And this artist looked at me dead in the eyes and said, give me
1: 20 bucks. Which then you said, Chris, give me 20 bucks. <laughs> and then
0: we had our logo. So for those of you who are uninitiated, uh Dyson Pipes, much like Cometown, uh the- <laughs> Trying to fucking light my pipe. <laughs> the the famous tobacco pipe famous? podcast. It's it's ranked higher than us. It
1: really is. That's so fucking stupid.
0: I think there's us pipe and tamper. Mm-hmm. Uh. Pipes and cigars magazine. I think has a podcast. Sounds about right. Come town. C U M. Come come. Town. Not come to town. Come town. <whistles> come town. And us. And come town defeats us with By zero. A episodes. huge margin. Yes. Huge. And they, they talk about pipes
1: and tobacco zero times. Well, maybe pipes is code for penis and tobacco is for dark skinned men. Like tobacco colored skin. Tobacco colored I, pipes. I, I don't. I, which is a dark penis. I don't know what to do with all this. And then it ties into their title come town. To town.
0: But it's come
1: town.
0: Fucking jizz in my face. <laughs> Enough joking around. We got shit to do. What very are you smoking? Important, very important
1: business. I uh, I haven't had this in a while. That uh, de Oro, that Savinelli uh, tobacco, and it's in my Savinelli mega. It Ooh. would be sacrilege to smoke Savinelli tobacco out of the pipe other than a Savinelli. I would agree with that. I M H O. What I said it would be sacrilege to smoke a Savinelli tobacco. I heard that part, and not use a Savinelli pipe. I M H O. So that it's a Savinelli I M H O. No, seven forty. The astute listener out there understands what I M H O is. How do you explode the blown? D'oro? How do you explode the blown oro? Two minutes in. Uh no or four. Uh on Dyson Pipes podcast. When you fuck up a word, uh, you find yourself in a roll-to-drink scenario. On the DD side, we are rolling a D20. Anything higher than a 10 Brian is saved. Nine. This is a great segue. Oh. Allow me to crack open this bottle. This bottle. So uh
0: mm-hmm. I don't even know how to begin with this. Um ah
1: the country of origin, shouldn't the opening be on the bottom? so this is a Polish uh, beverage Uh,
0: it's called (sighs) what is is this during the the, apocalypse with the lack of our sommelier we have been reduced to taking
1: handouts from random people I was about to score that half empty bottle of Hennessy that I found on a bench in the projects last night (laughs) <laughs> but then we were we were gifted this. This I think would be considered a honey flavored specialty wine. Okay, so it's wine. So it, we're getting into my territory. Well it says wine specialty. Okay. But I think they they fuck up the words over there. So you think it's just a liqueur? Polish to English, <laughs> they flip the fucking words. So it should it should be specialty wine. Not a wine specialty. No, well, it could be wine. Spe- who, who knows? Who am I to judge? Correct. Should, should I open this? Yes, you should. So, what does the bottle look like? It's, the bottle is actually a very—it's very sleek. It's kind of sexy. It's got—it's got curves. Yeah. So it's a—it uh, is of the square shape with curves, right? I, I would say it's or it's hourglass, more of a, more of a rectangular hourglass figure, very
0: trapezoid-like, or it, possibly no, a rhombus. No,
1: that's not trapezoid. Trapezoid uh, is. Two parallel lines, one shorter than the other, and then angled lines that would intersect. These mm. are these. If we draw straight lines, they wouldn't intersect. Maybe we'll it's like take more a photo of a parallelogram. This would be more of a parallelogram. Uh point of order. Point of order. The rhombus. Yes.
0: is the most obnoxious shape. Really.
1: I think a parable is one of the most uh, obnoxious. A parable is a story,
0: not a uh, shape.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. I'm in a parabola. <laughs> ah, yes. You motherfucker. 9-11. Mm. That's unfortunate. My most hated shape mm-hmm. is a novella. An- a novella? <laughs> not quite a novel. No. Not nove- quite a vanilla. It's funny because when you said that, I was thinking of the chocolate spread. <laughs> Nutella? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? All right, let me crack this open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has a, it the, the top. Oh no. Oh, did you okay. break it? No, I, yeah, I thought it snapped the uh, the the cork off.
0: Oh. Oh. Such a tight bung.
1: Don't you fucking fall.
0: Where's your pipe stand?
1: Do I have one? Well, here, take yeah, the bottle. I'll take the bottle. Gonna... I'll take the bottle. The bowl. Yeah. There you go. All right. Do I have? I don't think I've had a pipe. St- I don't. I don't use a pipe stand here. I'll get you one. I have one in my car.
0: It smells like wine. Uh, so my theory about they don't know the word liqueur is out the window. I'm warning you right now. What? This is not going to pair well with the pipe. Fuck,
1: dude. Should I pour something else? Let me have a sip. I'll I'll try. The the microphone tastes funny.
0: The the microphone tastes funny.
1: Yeah, I didn't even try the the wine specialty yet. I somehow, I don't know why, but my tongue was hanging out of my face, and I licked the windscreen. (laughs) Fuck, dude, and it tastes like shit. Let me sip it. There is writing on the back, correct? Because I saw, all right, all right. Why don't you uh, do us all a favor? Because I know that you're you're very proficient in the Polish language. Um, we do have a couple of these poles that they call them uh, at work with us, and I know that they've been working with you recently on trying to uh, uh, enunciate particular words. I know that the, uh, the 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 gentleman who gave that to us told you the name. Yes. Why don't you share that with us? <coughs> mm-hmm.
0: Original recipe, product of Poland. Nelwiska Baburli. Honey, honey, wine specialty. Blackcurrant wine with neutral grain spirit, natural wild cherry flavor, and caramel color. Luckily, this wine specialty come with story on back. So now we read story.
1: How does it taste? You sound like a bad guy in, like, a a, a rejected John Wick. Oh, what the f- (laughs) (laughs) Barry! (laughs) Uh,
0: Tastes like raisin. (laughs) Refined old Polish specialty present in all 19th century House of noblemen this recipe handed down by noble grandmas not noble man or noble woman noble grandma has remained unchanged to present day lending glamour to family meeting produced and bottled by agricultural
1: that sounded, that sounded legit.
0: Toron
1: 87-100, For, uh, for the listener, the alcohol by volume, what is it? I think it was... Uh, this... Uh-huh, yeah.
0: Wine specialty tops out at 18%.
1: 18%.
0: After five gallons, you and grandma <laughs> so drunk. <laughs> but then- <laughs> <laughs> Dus in very upset. This may be most disgusting drink ever touch lips. I hope grandma get cancer in titties.
1: Wow. That's fucking terrible. Wow. Let me try again. Yeah, take take another sip. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's not fucking hot. What are you doing? It's so bad. <laughs> that I, would pair nicely oh my God. with a slit throat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what gets me? Cuz you know me. I'm I'm a fan of honey like honey is is my thing. If I'm going to have something sweet in a drink, it's going to be honey. Like I don't drink tea, but if I'm going to have tea, like if I'm not feeling well, it's got to have fucking honey in it. If I'm going to have flavored kind of whiskey or liqueur, it's it's honey. Every time you drink that, you do this weird thing with your face. Yeah. I feel like what what was that? What was that commercial with that old beer company? Where they would drink like the skunked beer, Schlitz? No, I think it was like Milwaukee's. Old mill Old Mill? Yeah, it might have been that. I I could be getting the commercial wrong. Milwaukee's best. You remember the the guy would take the drink and then his face would fucking like suck in like a horrible-looking dehydrated fish? Yes. My mouth is dry.
0: Yes. It tastes like... Have you ever eaten grapes and sometimes you haven't picked them from the stem properly and you get a piece of the stem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes like the stem of the grapes.
1: I I don't know if I can drink this.
0: No, today on Dyson Pikes, we're drinking nothing. I'm going to stick to coffee. Enough of this bullshit. We have gameplay. The gameplay is going to be great. Uh, I received some feedback that on the Shadowrun side of things, uh, the music was as loud as the speech. So uh,
1: if you listen to this radio program, this, you have Schlitz on the mind. Three. Yep. You're drinking. No, don't you fucking touch that coffee. Do not touch that coffee. Don't look for anything else. You better finish switching that glass. I better what? Fuck, I tried playing it off like I was Sean Connery. Oh, please give me a one. Oh, a 20! (laughs) Yes! Yes! A fucking 20. Oh, this is good. This is so good. One for the money? Uh Uh-huh. Wow, you're still <laughs> sipping it like it's on fire. <laughs> Two for the show. <laughs> Come down. Yeah. Three to get ready? What are you drinking three for? Super hot. <laughs> Far to go. Oh. <laughs> but now I feel bad, dude. We got to- a <laughs>
0: <laughs> Frank castle.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to get drunk. Who fucking cares? Th- but now I feel bad. We're going to go to work and the poor kid is going to say, oh, hey,
0: how did you like it? Uh, uh, yeah, Brian, Chris, how you like this? Uh, it's great. Set yourself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Well, maybe he won't be in tonight. We're on vacation oh. next week. He's going to forget about it when we see him in two weeks. Dude, that bad, really? You think? It's, it's kind of bad. It's I fucking hate I it. know, I can't even try to play it off like I'm the one who likes it and you don't. Like This, this is actually, it. this is bad. I think after my first sip, I just put it to my mouth and pretend I'm drinking it, and then I let it just backwash into the glass. <laughs> it's fucking gross. Uh, Maybe if I cut it with enough of my saliva, it'll taste better. It sticks with you. Yes, and it dries your mouth out. It's like I'm drinking fucking rubbing alcohol. What the fuck is wrong with these poles, man? Can't even get wine right. God, it's fucking grapes and honey. Uh,
0: so the point of all of this is, yeah. uh, I find that this show is best enjoyed with headphones. And alcohol. Uh, second choice would be through speakers of your car. Worst choice would be through the speaker of your smart device. And for some reason, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I listen to it uh, through headphones or through a vehicle, a motor carriage, The the mixing is correct, but for some reason, when you listen to it through a device's native speakers, it levels out automatically all the sounds. Okay, and I don't
1: know why. Yeah, I I dunno. So
0: do yourself a favor: don't listen to us just through the speaker of your. Don't listen
1: to us. That don't be don't. Yes. Don't tell people
0: that. Oh no! Please don't roll. No, you know what? No,
1: no, no! no, Let's go! Let's go! Fuck you! Yes.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. All right. So we have great. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through this. 14. Okay, you got lucky. We have gameplay today. It's going to be great. Uh, we met <laughs> up with. <laughs> we met up with Citadel. Uh, but before we get to that, I must.
1: Damn! I want to make you roll again to that. Go ahead. We. You must what before I get to that. Okay. No. 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 I'm sure that's what you said. It is what I said. Exactly. Yeah. Listen. No
0: more fucking around. We got shit to do. I would like to propose a toast. Oh, this is good. The problem is I don't know who to direct this toast to, so I'm just going to go with my gut. Okay. This toast goes out to Jim Inks on Tobacco Reviews. mere days ago, username Grateful Dog on the Reddit machine, I believe. Gosh sent us a message on the Dice and Pipes podcast subreddit. It said, please tell me you guys are responsible for Jim Stinks. Uh, I don't want to paraphrase.
1: I'm sorry, but you pronounced it wrong. What? You pronounced it wrong. It's not Jim Stinks. It was Jimst Inks. Correct. Yeah, okay. Uh, I I just want to point out where the capitalization was.
0: Please tell me you guys wrote the Jimst Inks review. On TobaccoReviews.com, which, of course, we
1: hadn't. I wish we did, dude, because they they were classics.
0: So I then went to Tobacco Reviews, and I pulled up Jimst Inks. Thank you. And if you're out there, Jimst Inks, please reach out to the show. I'm convinced you are a listener. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because why in the world after 5,000 fucking reviews would this day be the day right. that we come along and start making fun of Jim Inks? So I'm convinced that somebody has been listening to us and hears us constantly shit. Mellow shitting, put shit on Jim Inks. Yeah, it's brief. Yeah. We just make it a point to... Uh, illustrate that his reviews are obnoxious. That's more or less what we do with uh, as far as Jim Inks is concerned. <clears throat> this person took it to the next level and started writing reviews in the Jim Inks style. What is the Jim Inks style, you may ask? Oh, God, please. Let's just go to the first tobacco that pops up, Dunhill Nightcap. Jim Inks... You smoke a lot of Dunhill Nightcap? Yeah. If you were going to write a review about it for others to consume, to possibly sway them one way or the other whether they should smoke this tobacco.
1: First draft, what are you what are you saying? I would ballpark it and say, for those of you who are now in the situation where it's unfortunate where you can't get the Dunhill version, please feel free to pick up a tin of the Peterson nightcap version because it is almost identical. If you are into Englishes, this is where it's at. If you had to choose an island tobacco, this would most likely be mine because I can smoke this and no other tobacco and be pleased for the rest of my life. The end. Finn. Finn. <clears> Theme. <throat> to me,
0: that reads like a review of somebody who really likes it. Uh, and if I'm into this kind of tobacco, I'll probably like it too. Three and 11
1: stars out of four.
0: <sighs> Here is a review from Gentleman Zombie. Now, Gentleman Zombie is no slouch. He has 729 yeah. reviews under his belt. He's good. I like him and Pipe Stud.
1: Pipe Stud is good too.
0: Funny you say that. Pipe size right below them. Yeah. Here's Gentleman Zombie. Strong Latakia flavor with the Turkish close behind can dimly discern the and Virginias in the background. By the end of the bowl, they have seamlessly blended into one delicious flavor. It took me almost a full tin to fully appreciate this blend, and I have come to love it. Not come town. No. No. Come no, to no. love it.
1: Not C-U-M to love it. Correct.
0: Okay. Highly recommended. Don't give up on it too early. It'll grow on you. Very good. Pipe Stud. 1,829 reviews under his belt. This blend is touted as one of Dunhill's strongest. Dunhill doesn't lie. It's a powerful concoction, and wickedly so. I can easily review the blend for those of you who have smoked 965. Just turn up the flavor seven notches and throw in a bit of Perique, and you have instant nightcap. The older Royal Warrant, with tales tins, are highly sought after for good reason. The years of aging has smoothed the elements to the point where each puff is a heavenly experience. Strength, flavor, and thick, creamy smoke will take you to heaven's door. The 1995 through 2005 Murray's version is quite tasty too, just not as forgiving on the plate. Palette.
1: Fuck. Mm-hmm.
0: Or the plate. 13. <clears throat> so it's a little more flamboyant ultimately gets the job done.
1: Just some random... I'm sorry, not to... Just a Two r- people random, walking? No, just a random SUV just pulled over on the side of the road right in front of your house. Yeah, it happens all the time. But I've never seen that SUV. <laughs> Who are they? Maybe
0: they have a birthday party to
1: go to. Don't fucking start... <laughs> Oh, oh up, there we go. At, th- the dog is at full attention. Good. Those motherfuckers will be terrified to get out of their car. If they get out of their car, perhaps they need to be corrected. Can we uh, can we duplicate the Florida Stand Your Ground video that we watched on the, <laughs> on the way over here? Okay. Well, I'll keep a uh, I'll keep a watchful yes. eye. <clears throat> now, here is Jim Inks' yes review.
0: And what do you think the chances are that mm-hmm. out of all these reviews? How many, does it tell you at the top how many reviews there are for this tobacco?
1: Uh, I can tell you if you can't find it. That way, you don't have to go away from the page.
0: There appears to be several reviews for this tobacco, and. I find it curious that Jim Inks is at the top, which is a theme you will see throughout the course of this toast.
1: 612 reviews.
0: 612 reviews. Okay. Here's what Jim Inks has to say about Nightcap the very deeply rich, smoky, woody, sweet, and mildly musty Cyprian Latakia is the star component. The grassy, lightly tart, and tangy citrus sweet Virginia is from the base of the blend and mostly plays a small role. The spicy, raisiny, plummy Perique underlines the experience. The Oriental Turkish adds some smoke, wood, earth, floralness, and dryness, along with a pinch of salt and pepper in support of the very consistent flavor. The Nick hit is medium. The strength and taste levels are close to the strong and full thresholds, respectively. has no dull or weak spots but does have some rough edges. It won't bite, but you may possibly observe an extremely light, harsh note if you puff like a freight train, so I recommend a reasonable cadence. Has some complexity and burns at a moderate pace. Clean and mostly cool. Requires few relights and leaves just a little dampness in the bowl. Easily burns to ash. The aftertaste and pungent room note do linger. Not an all-day smoke, but it's certainly repeatable unless your better half hits you in the head with a rolling pin for smelling up the house. Is it different than Murray's blend? It seems about the same to me, though I thought the Murray's version had a little more depth by a hair.
1: Uh... I don't want to belabor the point of how much of a douchebag this guy is. Like I, I don't want to go on and even read another one. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, I will. Oh, okay. Let, let's do it. They're all the same. And I found out why his reviews were already positioned on the top. On the roll because I meant to say always. <clears throat> because they're by Fuck it too. They're automatically sorted based on how many people found the review helpful. And the problem is this dickhead has found like, he's got like a cult following on tobaccoreviews.com. So I think anytime a lot of fucking dicks on this website see his name, they're like, oh my God, it's Jim Inks. He wrote another review. I'm just going to click. It was helpful. What about a review
0: for, I don't think you've had this tobacco before, uh, Galloping Gertie, Seattle Pipe Club.
1: Never heard of it. No, I haven't. I haven't had it.
0: It's a vapor, so it's up your alley. You tell me Mm -hmm. if this review is helpful. The Stove Virginia offers a fair amount of fermented, sugary, tangy, stewed, dark fruit, bread, a lot of earth,
1: wood as the lead component. Can I pause right there? You you completely lost me. uh, I've yet to smoke... I've yet to smoke a tobacco. How many descriptors did he use? Let's count them. The Stoved Virginia Mm -hmm. offers a
0: fair amount of fermented, sugary, tangy, stewed, dark fruit, bread, a lot of earth,
1: wood as the lead component. So he's hovering around 10 descriptors for just the Stoved Virginias. Yeah. Now, I... I find it hard to believe that one person, and maybe he does, I have no idea. I mean, I can't judge the guy's palate. He could be full of shit, or he can be like the ultimate fucking, you know, the end all be all of describing what pipe tobaccos taste like. But I find it hard to believe that he's able to pull 10 nuanced flavors out of that tobacco. And after you're done with this, I'm going to go into detail as to why it's almost impossible. Okay. Almost impossible. So that let's say that that was eight. Uh, just off the top of my head, I didn't count, but we'll say that that's eight or nine, but we'll say eight. Okay. The Red Virginia... Uh, oh, okay, because we're not even done breaking it down. So we, that was just the stoved. Now we're going to dive into the red. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. provides fermented, tangy,
0: ripe, dark fruit, mm-hmm. light, tart, and tangy citrus, plenty of earth and wood, some grass... A lot of bread, and touches of vinegar,
1: So that's sugar, oh, sorry,
0: spice, and floralness,
1: as a competitive supporting player. So fourteen descriptors just to explain the supporting player. So we're up to about twenty to twenty-two. The earthy, woody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spicy, right. plummy,
0: yes, raisiny, okay, prune-like, yes, figgy, uh-huh. Saint James Perique,
1: slots in at third place in the proceedings. So the seven descriptor tobacco now adds to the, about 24, so we're, we'll call it 30. Okay. The Turkish Oriental. Oh, we're still going, yes.
0: compete with the Perique for attention with these qualities. <clears throat> Floralness, earth, <sighs> vegetation, herbs, mild spice, leather, and wood. A light, buttery, creamy, sweet and sour savoriness.
1: <laughs> but Is this they, guy
0: fucking real? They do occasionally leap over the perique
1: for the third position. The brown sugar. I want to leap over the fence of this guy's house and fucking strangle him. I lost count. I think we're at like 38. Go ahead. The
0: brown sugar uh-huh. from the unsweetened black dish helps tame many of the rough edges, though a few small ones remain. The strength and taste levels just... The strength and taste levels just reach the medium mark. The Nick hit is a couple of steps behind that threshold. There's no chance of bite or harshness, no matter how much you try to push it. Well-balanced and complex... Push him off a cliff. This easily broken-apart crumble cake requires no dry time. It burns cool, clean, and a little slow with a mostly consistent, sweet, mildly spicy floral flavor that translates to the pleasant, short-lived aftertaste and slightly stronger room note. Leaves little dampness in the bowl and necessitates some relights. Can be an all-day smoke,
1: that sounds like it might be the most nuanced not just tobacco but anything that comes in contact with your tongue as far as flavors are concerned you're you're pushing 40 to 50 different words to describe the taste of that tobacco now here's here's my problem with this it is fucking impossible for this guy to truly experience that. And the reason I say that is because we did the math the other day. Okay. How many reviews does he have? What do we say? About 2,500, right? Jim Inks is handily hovering at 2,571. All right. So we'll just round down a little bit. So we'll say 2,500. The average tin is 50 grams. Right? So when you buy your basic bitch tin, it's usually 50 grams. Now, my experience, and again, I'm not saying that what I do is what should happen, but I think most people out there will agree. Expect. S- now I'm getting fucking aggravated. Especially fucking two. Especially. Excuse me. Let me drink this piss. <laughs> oh, I made the mistake of smelling it while sipping it.
0: You, you made the mistake. You made them, you made the mistake.
1: Fuck. Excuse, fuck. Oh, an eleven. Oh, dude, I'm sweating. I, I literally broke out into like the douche chills <laughs> before I rolled thinking that I was gonna fail again and I was gonna have to drink. I think most people out there will agree as beginners, right? I would say that we're probably like uh like novice pipe smokers to intermediate yeah pipe smokers at this point, right? I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say we're advanced or experts in pipe smoking. It takes me about a tin to truly understand whether or not I'm going to appreciate and enjoy that tobacco. So if I'm if I'm going to create a rotation, which I have, if I'm going to create a rotation of pipe tobacco to keep out and open jars, right? That I'm just going to cycle through as I go along depending on my mood, it takes me about a tin worth to realize whether or not that tobacco is going to go in my rotation. All right. A tin has fifty grams. The average bowl is two to three grams, so we'll say three, right? So that's about sixteen bowls. So we'll even say we'll say that's fifteen bowls. How many bowls do you think you're smoking a day?
0: Me personally, if I'm not working,
1: three. Okay, and that like that's like on a high day. Let's even go crazier. Let's say somebody who's retired and they just they're chain pipe smokers, but so we'll say five. Okay. All right. So it would take them three days to go through a tin. We're crunching the numbers. So he, he's having one tin every three days, and he's reviewed about 2,500 times three. So that's 7,500 days to smoke 2,500 tins. Okay. Sounds reasonable. Dude, he would have to smoke for 20 goddamn years. And after every single tin that he smokes, he would have to take like expansive notes on. Cause right. every review is the same, it has the same structure. We are convinced that he has a database. Yes. And I think we've talked about this before. Like this guy just draws bullshit fucking words out of some bullshit database that he has. You know what I wanna do? I wanna find out where he lives. I wanna break into his house. I wanna steal his fucking computer. And then he'll never be able to write a review again. <laughs> <laughs> He'll lose his database. It'll now be gone. What? <clears throat> uh, Can we get into the real problem, though?
0: We're going to save that for Shen- okay. Uh But I'll leave everyone with this. The reason we're bringing this up... He's a liar! Sorry. ...is because he's a liar. Yes. Uh, also, he's a moderator on Tobacco Reviews. Yeah. And it may have come to our attention that if Jim Inks doesn't like something on Tobacco Reviews, the illustrious website,
1: Tobacco Reviews, uh, then he gets rid of it. Dude, that is such a dick fucking move. Yes. So, Like, the review didn't even attack him. No. All it did was just poke fun at his style. Yes. In a playful way. Yes. And we would read for you what Jim Stinks has to say. Jim Stinks.
0: <laughs> Alright, should roll. Uh, unfortunately, the user and reviews have been wiped, so we can't read them for
1: you in their hilarity and trust me dude they were great they were hilarious they were great and I'm hoping that the inspiration behind that was us well uh, yes. the ultimate inspiration would be the douchebaggery of Jim Inks but we were the 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 foot that stepped on the pedal to yes. put that in motion it's just frustrating because I think something special was about to like like come to a head yes on tobacco reviews and something that we were going to play along with because yes I've been in contact with our in-house tobacconist, and he also decided to uh, create a profile on Tobacco Reviews. Yes, and now I- I'm gonna have to reach out to him. I don't know if he's aware of this news, so we're gonna have to reach out to him to let him know that he's got to kind of tame it down so his account does not get deleted. Which is fucking bullshit, dude. Like, th- and and this is part of this is part of the problem that I think exists in the pipe smoking community is cunts like this guy. Yes. You know, not allowing people to have fun, that this has to be taken so fucking serious 100% of the time. Yes. And it's not serious at all.
0: And I think that's what we'll get into on the Shadowrun side. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, with that, we have gameplay. Um, and I don't really have anything, so I think we'll end it with the gameplay. Uh, we'll come back and plug some shit. Are we going to start with the, uh, promoting uh, uh, the dice and pipe? Yeah, next week. Next week. All right. Enjoy the gameplay. Yes. And uh, stick around for Shadowrun. Shadow, Shadow, Shadowrun, shadow, run, run, run.
1: I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Is there any way we can. to your family? If you don't want to find out, I understand, but... And if you can't bring yourself to see them again, I can do it for you, but... Do you think that's an option? Is that something that you want to do?
1: What I want is for my life to go back to the way that it was before all this. Let's... Let's see this old god first. And after talking with him. What's his name? Exidium.
0: And he takes a knee. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, I I can can get get us us there there quickly. quickly. Okay. And he looks. He's like assuming for me to like climb on him. Like the old days. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: Before as you're climbing on, he looks back in the direction where the bandits, for lack of a better term,
1: were. If you're hungry, I can go catch them. It, it, no, I ate already. Okay. okay. Thank you.
0: And some steam blows out from here or there and he starts charging at very fast rate of speed. Okay. Um, you actually kind of cut yourself a little bit here or there on like branches mm. hitting your face and stuff. So like you're kind of like trying to hold onto his neck and I picture like shielding yourself. And I would say within three quarters of a day uh, we get back to the cave entrance. Okay. And I, it doesn't happen, but I just love the image of Citadel jumping in and just and getting stuck <laughs> at the waist and his legs <laughs> just kicking. But we'll save that for another day. Good. Um, are we going to just charge through, dive into the portal?
1: It, no, actually, I want to... Uh since I have him, I want to end up going, we'll, we'll go down that main path towards that main room. Mm-hmm. But like the last one where the rubble is, mm-hmm. uh, take a pit stop down there. And Harrison will turn to Citadel and say, can can you move this, this rubble? Can we get into here?
0: I, I think, think so. so. Give me a flat 20. Anything higher than a nine, oh. Citadel can get in. Dude, it is pouring Yeah, out. 13. And what perfect ambiance. Citadel asks you to stand out in the hallway in case the cave in, like, there's a chain reaction. Right, right. And after, I would say, an hour, mm. he breaks through. And when he comes back, he's covered in dust and rubble. Um, and even though he doesn't really have facial expressions for some reason just the way he looks is not disturbed um unsettled okay even though there's no reason to think that by looking at him for some like you're starting to know him well enough like yeah
1: i can get that read on him yeah where i almost like a dog i just want to look at him and be like
0: what's wrong boy yeah like you know when like the dog shits on the floor and when they come home they have that look on their face yeah uh he's
1: like it's open what's the matter Um, whatever happened in here here, everyone everyone
0: perished perished in this room. There's a lot of skeletons, but there's something you should see.
1: Is it bad? It's a parchment.
0: Uh, And he steps aside and allows you to walk in.
1: Alright, so I, I walk into the room.
0: So when you walk in you see a parchment with this drawn on it. Come on. And on the flip side it looks like it was almost drawn in like ash with someone's finger. And I will try to make an accurate but shitty drawing of what this thing is. So, this is on one side of it, right? Mm-hmm. And when you flip it over, you see a drawing that looks like this. What the fuck, dude? It almost looked like the head of like a mind flare. So, it's um kind of an oval top with uh, two triangles in the middle, almost like a jack-o'-lantern and some kind of things hanging from the bottom of its oval top, uh, like smoke maybe or fire or something of that nature. Uh, And like Citadel said, there are skeletons in (coughs) in this room. Are you interested in examining them at all or yeah
1: no i'm gonna take a moment since i'm in here yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna search the room
0: okay um you see tools and weapons uh give me investigation six all right so with a six i would say looking at the room whatever happened in this place this was either the epicenter or the final
1: stand. It's anyone's guess. So it almost looks like somebody caused this to, hap- to happen with the with the purpose of killing them inside, or they blew the fucking walls to keep out whatever was coming after them. Who knows. Okay. Yeah. So that's the read, but obviously I can't tell which way, one way or the other. But, obviously something very suspicious considering this parchment that uh, so it was one side, the uh, the marking that I'd seen before. Yes. Um, which was the symbol uh, on the tree bark that was originally found in Northridge with the explosion. Yes. Okay.
0: And also symbols, not necessarily this one, but symbols that look very similar to that are what were etched in the cannibal's house in the basement. Right. And also in your family's home.
1: Okay the second symbol you're talking about the one on the reverse side with the
0: right no okay. no no uh, the, the the triangular looking one that was on the tree bark it wasn't that symbol but very similar looking symbols like that
1: okay all right um harrison will turn to citadel and ask him this this symbol is new i've never seen this one before the one that looks like the almost like a jack-o'-lantern right head have is this something you've seen? No. Obviously, the other one is, is familiar to both of us. Yes, I, I, I can't read it,
0: but yes, um, I've seen that before.
1: Uh, I've seen uh, drawings or writings mm-hmm. like, like that, that before. Um, I, I put the goggles on to take a look at it to see if anything changes or comes from it when you put the goggles on it looks
0: exactly the same but with the goggles you realize that it's not necessarily a drawing it's actually tactile it's bumped so if you were to rub your hand over the top of it you could almost like feel it
1: okay so it's like a a three-dimensional
0: yes And it, it turns out it was always like that, you know, because you probably were just looking at it and flipped it over. Just with the goggles, it makes it more clear that it's actually bumped, if that makes any sense. Almost like yeah, Braille.
1: Yeah. Okay. You sure one of the lenses isn't red and the other one's blue and I have like 3D glasses? That That's why I see it now so clearly. Uh. All right. Well, then, if there's nothing else in this room, uh, I'll take the parchment and put it in my uh, my bag, and uh, I just motion to Citadel to follow me as we head into. Um, I-, I assume that main door is still open. Yes. All right. So we head into uh, that uh, that main room, and I just kind of motion to Citadel to get kind of like a you first kind of a thing.
0: Okay. And he uh, into the pool. Into the pool. Yeah.
1: He just jumps right in, and then I I follow behind.
0: Okay. So uh, after a moment or two of swirling around, you end up emerging back into this, uh, the Haven. Yes. And you are, if you are looking at it like the cock and balls that it's designed to look like, you're in yes. the right-hand side of the testicles. Very phallic.
1: <laughs> I didn't really consider that when I drafted it. No, it's, <laughs> it's still very nice, though.
0: <laughs> because I drafted the top of it first, and then realized I, I like the idea of like this like circular chamber in the bottom. When right. I finish, I'm like, ah, that
1: was a mistake. As long as you don't have, like, an explosion coming off of the top, we're, we're okay.
0: <laughs> A waterfall. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's good. Uh, so to remind you, the one at the back, which would be to your, like, left, is the one that goes to the Imperial City. And the one directly across uh, from you. Pause. Here we
1: go. The garbage man is here. Dude, he doesn't even look. I don't understand. Oh, he's strolling casually. He's yeah. got no fucks to give to Nah. You know why? He's probably fucking soaked. Even though he has rain gear on, he's probably yeah, so soaked cold. and aggravated. Yeah, a little yeah. little cold. He rolled a 10 today. Yeah, yeah. He got, like, slightly below average uh, weather.
0: They might be kind of leisurely because they know there's social distancing, so there's not as many cars in the road. Well, that's true, too. Let's, Let's see, see if he does the throw. Wow,
1: he actually looked. And Perfect. My, my man is good. Yeah. He really is good. He gets it. So there, there's a shoulder line, right? Um, he gets the garbage, he throws it from the opposite side of the street, right. right? So I think for people out there, they need to understand that he is on the other side of the street. We're, he, I'm on a county route, so it's correct. Two, one lane in each direction, separated by a double yellow line. The speed
0: limit is 50 in front of my house.
1: Right. He is able to, I think by the time he releases your garbage can, it is still behind the double yellow. So yes. this time he actually peered around the truck, saw that no cars were coming kind of gave it the old heave ho. It's got two wheels on on one end yes. of the garbage can. You know, it's one of those larger garbage Plastic containers. Bins. Um the thing rolls forward because of its momentum on the two wheels, but then obviously as it slows down, it starts to gain a little more traction on the road. It's the road is curved right, right. for water runoff. So it catches the curve, and it just gracefully kind of, kind of turns at about a 45 degree angle, which we learned the other day. If you take <laughs> a 90 degree and cut that son of a bitch in half, that's what that did perfectly behind the shoulder.
0: Every time he throw, now he's throwing this, gar- uh, shoving this garbage can across the entire highway. And every time he does it, he's he's gotten to be such an expert that it always spins where the handle is facing the house. So all I have to do is walk him to the driveway and grab it and bring it back
1: down. Wow, I didn't even look at it like that. Not only does he never tip it over, never tips over through wizardry. Yes, he makes sure that it's facing the proper way. He he's a true gentleman. Yeah, and that is that is the man that when you know Christmas time rolls around, you leave that motherfucker alone Yes,
0: he the, these guys are
1: the mark. The first time I will ever tip. Yep. The garbage company. And what you do is you take your tip, you put it in an envelope, and you put it in the bottom of the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so when they throw it out, they see an envelope in there, and they get very excited. It's like a Christmas present. Yeah. You know, it's good. No, I would actually, because they come
0: in at a normal time, like my last garbage company came at like 4 in the morning. Right. These guys usually come around this time when we every record. day. So I would actually wait for them and go out and hand deliver it. Well, I, that's very
1: nice of you. Yeah. Okay. Like
0: a real like a I'm real. I'm thinking I would tip them enough to eat the kind of dinner that I have every night. <laughs>
1: That's that's big fucking money right there That's big money <laughs> Such a dick Man, there's fucking three of those guys So you better be prepared That's like 800 bucks
0: Well, you know, uh, they could share it <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why don't you just give them a six pound piece of fucking, like, filet mignon
0: Because only certain people could appreciate something like that
1: Well, You, you could appreciate uh, something I would love like that.
0: that, yeah They would look at it and be like, it's fucking meat I, They're garbage men,
1: let's be real My um, father was a garbage man Yeah
0: and do you think he appreciates meat like you do?
1: What do you What the fuck are you insinuating? <laughs> <laughs> Does he appreciate meat like you do? That scorn on your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Alright. Um so What the fucking name? portal are you gonna go in? I am going in the one that leads back to where uh, my man Exidium is. He sounds like he- that should be like the name of the lead singer of like In Excess. <laughs> yes. Exidium and in Excess. Uh, So anyway, yes, I'm going to head back into the one that I had just not too long ago had come out of uh, after, uh, you know, into the... It's going to take me back to the pool in that hall. Okay. So when you emerge, uh, the old man is still
0: doddering around and very excited to see you and even more excited to see Citadel. Yes. Um, Now, I do not like the idea of me role-playing two NPCs at the same time having a conversation with each other. So... Um, I was le- going to go
1: to the bathroom, and then you can fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just you, do the whole conversation. You can conversation. do a little soliloquy. Hello!
0: Hi! <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have to take a potty break? No, no, no I was only oh, kidding. Okay. Uh, so, I will imagine that they exchange very uh, warm pleasantries with each other. Right. Um, you know, the typical, hey, oh my God, how are you? How have you been? Um... So you, I am assuming, are going to interject yourself into this reunion. I am. um So far, what you can gain is that they do know each other and like each other immensely. And from your observations, Citadel obviously worships him because he believes, whether he is or not, he believes that he's a god. And Exidium treats him like an old friend. Okay. Okay. So, like, the the, the god-like worship probably isn't necessary from Citadel, but Citadel still does it, if that makes any sense. Yeah,
1: understood. All right, which I think is going to prompt me to uh, ask questions along those lines. Um, So I, I turn to Exidium and say, Citadel refers to you as the old god.
0: And he'll just kind of look at you quizzically and, ah, you know Citadel, that's just
1: his way. It's his way. Every time I say your name, he drops to one name.
0: What's the name?
1: Exidium. And Citadel drops to. (laughs) And and I just kind of, like, motion my hand over to him. Like, you you see? Like, this isn't just him being him. There's something behind this.
0: Citadel is a very unique Soul. soul. He's bound by his own traditions. I'm sure he's never used your name he's come up with a title for you
1: yes yes he he refers to me as the traveler yes that's just his way right okay oh uh can can you tell me anything about this and i take the parchment out that i just found in that in the cave uh which side do you show him first the one that looks like the mind flayer face
0: I don't know why you keep calling it a mind.
1: I don't know. It's got like the head, and it has like like tendrils. It looks like almost coming off of it.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's a that's, that's a scary image, indeed. Whoa, that's gonna, a scary sound.
1: <laughs> Do you know what it represents?
0: Maybe. Let me. Look at my notes. Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) So you're showing him the picture and asking what it represents? Yeah. No, I've... It's scary, for sure, but
1: no. Not something you've seen throughout your history?
0: Mm, I, I can't remember. Nothing comes to mind. How about this one?
1: And I flip it over. Zegabax. Zegabax That's what this appears to say What what does that mean exactly? Uh, Perhaps a name Or a title A title Like A title bestowed upon Some Buddy through like Royalty like that sort of title Or the title to a book
0: It's um it's some form of of
1: deep speak
0: in a very old language
1: Do you know what it translates to? It's like a Bax. But no. again, I
0: don't know if that's a name or a title.
1: Oh, I understand.
0: I I'm, I'm not very fluent in that, unfortunately.
1: Do you know how these were made? Because they appear to be it's it's not just like a, a simple carving or a, or a drawing. They appear to be almost three-dimensional. I'm sorry I don't. Mm. The last time I was here when I placed the candelabra and opened up the doors, after returning back to the Imperial City, there were flying ships. Oh my goodness. Are you familiar with this?
0: Bob... Sure, flying ships are not uncommon. One's
1: clad in bone?
0: Uh, Sometimes they will do things to intimidate and strike fear into their foes, but...
1: Who? Who is they?
0: Whoever would use a flying ship.
1: Oh, so it's not specific to, like, a uh, a particular army? No, I wouldn't say so. Okay.
0: Airships are not, again, not totally uncommon.
1: Right, well, but we... That's obviously how I got from uh, from Northridge over to uh, the Imperial City, right? Wasn't it almost like a like a zeppelin? Yeah. So the ability to fly is not uncommon, right?
0: Um, but I mean, I wouldn't say that you've spent enough time looking at this ship to really understand if there was a blimp above it or right if it was flying under some other means. Oh.
1: Well, I think. Harrison, right, uh, of course. He wouldn't have, like, like stood out there to examine the ship. I think he was more caught off guard by, like, the expressions on people's faces. Right. It, it was obviously fear. So. All right. I think Harrison will put his goggles back on. And try a different door this time than the one that he went out the last time okay and he just looks to Citadel and says unless you have anything else uh I think we should we should hurry up
0: and Citadel says his goodbyes to uh Exidium and uh you know please come visit again and if you see Grayson please tell him to come visit
1: always yes
0: thank you have you have you found my children
1: we're looking
0: Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Yes. I won't soon forget your kindness.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Uh, And we're going to pick a door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it is some random location in the sewer.
1: Okay. If I... I take it when I walk through the door and I end up in the sewer, it all kind of relatively looks the same. Sewer-ish, yeah. Right. So it's not like the original way that I came in is going to stand out. I right. didn't leave any breadcrumbs there or anything exactly. like that. So it, it could just all... Even really though all I asked you if
0: you wanted to leave markets.
1: I know, and I said no. Because I was afraid if anybody <laughs> follows me down, I don't want them right, to know yeah. where I went. So it was more for like my own uh, preservation. Um, okay. So I'll exit this door, whichever door it was. Um, and myself and Citadel will start making our way back through the sewer. Okay. Okay. To the surface? Well, close to the surface. I'm not going to. uh, I want to. I'm going to leave Citadel in the sewer temporarily. I'm going to go peek my head up and see what the fuck is going on. Okay. Is that just the rain? Yes.
0: Wow. Perfect mood setting. Uh, So when you pop your head up, I picture like the Ninja Turtles. Like you just pop in like your eyes and like your fingers as you kind of like look up. Um, there is not so much screaming anymore um, lots of corpses laying around and the smell of ash and burning
1: corpses as though this place was like bombed to death
0: yes like if you kind of if you able to peek around like lots of the buildings are on fire or destroyed okay uh, in some fashion um, and you can still hear yelling and kind of sporadically here or there in random directions at random distances so whatever is happening here is still happening but it's starting to peter out all
1: right and i am in an unfamiliar location within i would say so i mean the city itself is like
0: for comparative purposes it's almost the size of like the state of rhode island like the city is huge.
1: Oh, it's tremendous. Okay, no, no, no. And I'm not saying that for that specific reason. I'm saying I didn't end up going back out. Obviously, to the same the way place. That, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, three more tries. Um, right. Five doors. There were five doors. So this leads to like different sections of the right. of the city. I make a notation. Um, I, I make. I, I just try to like jot down notes of. Obviously, everything is smoldering and, and burnt, but I try to make a notation of where this entranceway is uh, in relation to, like, a, like a landmark, basically, in, in the city that I could see, um, just for future reference. I would say you're able to do that, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I just... I turn to, to Citadel and say, just stay right here. I'll be right back. Okay. And I will quietly... Sneak out just to kind of survey what's going on.
0: I would say it's nighttime at this point, or at least dusk. We're getting there.
1: All right. Are
0: you still wearing your goggles?
1: Yeah, I don't think I took them off. Okay. Since I am not using the compass, I just take it and affix it to that spot in the chest. Right, right. Okay. All right, he's going to go on a little uh, kind of stealthy walk and just kind of, like, maintain a, a perimeter around this sewer grate. Okay. I just want to observe what's going on. I want to see if there's any patrols or if this was just a fucking a straight slaying of the city and then they've left. It almost appears like they're just raiding, okay. right?
0: So the first thing we're going to do, let's do a
1: stealth test. Check. Oh, my God. And I fumbled. Wow, that's fucking two.
0: All right, uh, give me. We'll we'll pocket that for the time being. Oh. Uh, give me a perception.
1: Okay, let's fumble this one too. Real negative. A ten.
0: So I would say with a ten, uh, there are still patrols. And maybe through the buildings, you can catch pieces of this ship still in the air. You can kind of see it through alleyways and things of that nature. Right. Um.
1: Can I? Can I observe the entire ship now? No. You can only see like you could tell it's still there. So it's fucking big. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can say what?
0: And like I said, you could tell there's still patrols. Um, Maybe you can hear from somewhere a door being kicked down. What you don't hear... You got a 10, you said? On my perception. What you don't hear is a lot of communication. You can hear people screaming and things like that, but you don't hear like... Like verbal communication. ...quote-unquote bad guy saying, this house.
1: Not a lot of communication going. Okay. All right, I will... I assume Harrison thinks that he is being stealthy. I would say that's part of the fumble. Whatever you want yeah. to play out for that, but I would think he's being very quiet right. as he's, you know, navigating the, the streets and alleyways. And I'm going to do so until I can physically see what it is that's patrolling that people are screaming about. So I'm going to head towards the screams, okay, to see if I can. Encounter. Sure, give
0: me a dexterity saving throw with a DC of 10.
1: I Any. Mean, fuck me.
0: So, I would imagine that you come around a corner and from behind you, you hear like a. almost like a hissing noise. And if you were to turn around, you see like a ballista cannon aimed at you. And at the last moment, it fires. And this tremendous arrow uh, or bolt is soaring through the air. While it doesn't hit you, it does hit the building behind you. And the wall kind of starts caving in around you. The exterior wall of this building behind Hmm. you caves in towards you and knocks you prone. Okay. uh, Thereby trapping you underneath.
1: Oh, so now I'm like stuck under the rubble.
0: And with a strength
1: saving throw... Of 15, (laughs) you will be able to break free.
0: How far away would you say you are from the sewer where you left Citadel?
1: As far away as I had to go to get closer to the scream, so I would think at this point, far enough away where I'm out of sight, but not far enough away that I would be unheard. I'll roll. Oh, okay. Anything
0: under a 5, you are out of earshot of Citadel. And that is a five on the button.
1: See. <clears throat> Alright, strength check. Would you say over a 15? Yes. Nope, an eight.
0: Okay. So you're trying to break free and you can't. Um, and now these things are walking through like the smoke. What things you're <laughs>
1: through the fucking smoke, they're always just like covering. <laughs>
0: And uh, as they break through the smoke, the first thing you notice is an insignia on their chest. An insignia? Yes. Which is? It is um, almost like a skull. Instead of crossed bones behind it. Uh, It's, like, axes. And, like, a bloody handprint smashed, like, over the skull. With, like, the blood dripping. Like, almost like they had this insignia put in, and then somebody with a bloody hand slapped him in the chest.
1: Nothing I've seen before. Mm. Fuck. I think it's just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And they're coming towards me. Oh, yeah. Uh, How many? Oh, good. And do these look like the same guys that were in the... The armor
0: looks similar. Rusted, kind of old. Okay. And as they break the smoke... Remember how I said before that it looks like the armor was too big for them? Right. The reason why is because they are skeletons
1: walking towards you. Skeletons in armor are walking towards me as I just conveniently am trapped under rubble fucking idiot. Not conveniently. Yeah, no, no, no. No, it's a major inconvenience, actually. (laughs) It's a complete (laughs) fucking opposite. Uh, I'm going to make one more attempt to free myself from the rubble. I am going to
0: use... Point of ruin? Cult of Cthulhu rules for a moment. I'm sorry? It's going to be a house rule. In Cult uh, of Cthulhu, there's something called a push where if you fail a roll, if you can explain yourself to make another roll, you can. But if you fail it, there are significant consequences. So I would imagine like you're trapped and you see these things that scares you. Yeah. I'm going to let you make this roll again. If you fail it, you are not going to be able to get in touch with City. And I'll leave the decision up to you.
1: You said I need over a 15? Yes.
0: What a great rule.
1: Yeah, that is pretty cool. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a voice in your head. Just go for it. <laughs> you can do it. You don't need your crutch. <laughs> uh, and sixteen is now. And as I'm about to roll, I scream like a girl for Citadel. Nah,
0: you can't split the baby. No, 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 no. You can. Uh, I'm gonna roll. Yeah. Oh, man, this is gonna be fucking bad. This is gonna be bad. This is gonna
1: be bad. That's
0: not. All right. So I would say. While you start screaming for Citadel, these... no, I'm not
1: screaming for Citadel.
0: Oh, you're not. No, no, no. Okay. I said
1: I was going to roll to try to get out. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I was only fucking around, not. Good. All
0: right. So you're you're continuing to kind of wriggle your way, and these things slowly and methodically surround you. And one of them kind of like crouches down and grabs you by the back of your hair and jerks you like up. So now you're kind of like angled backwards. And his head just kind of cocks sideways, and he just gets face-to-face with you. And you see him look back to his compatriots, and one of them quickly starts rushing off. No words are spoken. And the other two start lifting the rocks to get you out from underneath this thing.
1: All right, can I, as he starts running, can I take aim with my crossbow? Sure. I don't see how a piercing weapon does against skeletons, but... I've never fought a skeleton before. so
0: he might be, He's wearing armor. Maybe he, he'll just knock him over.
1: Yeah. We don't know. Let's see.
0: Yeah. Oh, an attack. Oh, you want to roll initiative? No, I would say this is like a surprise attack because they probably don't realize that you have weapons in your gauntlets. These things are probably looking at you like you're unarmed. Okay. But you can give them jazz hands with your mage. Ooh, that's fingers. a good idea.
1: I'm going to go jazz hand them. 15. Uh, that will not hit. That so, does nothing but aggravate the guys that are like the rubble. <laughs> they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um,
0: it's very creepy because they're skeletons, so there is no facial expression whatsoever. Mm. Uh, as they rip you free of this rubble, the other one that ran off uh, is, you know, through this through the smoke. He's gone, and they start. They, now they realize that you have these gauntlets they try taking your gauntlets off and they can't uh, so they decide to bind you with some ropes they haven't killed you which is good so one of them has their sword like at your throat two of them are like with your hands behind your back binding you and one of them ran off
1: alright can I make an attempt to free a hand sure like
0: like overpower or try to like sneak it.
1: no actually you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna mage hand to turn the compass in my chest piece
0: ah is the lens in the compass Mm -hmm. okay um yeah I don't see any reason why you can't
1: okay so I do I do exactly that
0: here's how how am I gonna do this what's the plan
1: uh use this stop time ability and while time is frozen break free and run back towards the sewer from which I exited from.
0: Okay. Uh, So I rolled to see how well they bound your hands. Mm. They fumbled. Okay. So here's what we'll do. They bind their own hands. (laughs) Roll a d6 on an even you have enough time to break free and get away. On an odd, you do not. You, you'll you'll still get free. Okay. But you won't have enough time to uh, secrete yourself into the
1: sewer. Okay. So, even is the good, odd is the bad. Yeah. And an odd it is. <laughs> Dude, this is so one of those days. I would
0: say, right as you get to the sewer, you realize like there's a. And then everyone starts moving again.
1: That's um, when I shout
0: out. Okay. Oh, this is great. So you're like, Citadel! it out! Yeah. I like to imagine, and he is not this strong, but for canon purposes, in the cartoon of this session, he just bursts through the street like <laughs> I was he just jumps. The same thing. Yeah. And like leaves like a big hole, mm. much larger than this, this, the manhole was, and the the warhammer is at the ready when he lands. And we are fighting or are we trying to escape? Are you going to like send Citadel out and you're going to hightail it? Are you both going to just fight while you're backing away or are we just going at these guys? We're
1: going at these three guys. All right. Yeah.
0: Let's roll initiative.
1: 20. (laughs) Oh my... It's a nat 20. 23. You defeat
0: the three skeletons. So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, Because you have Citadel with you. So. Your attacks will be with advantage.
1: Which means if he's in within, I think, five feet of them, I also get my sneak attack damage.
0: Okay. And then if you crit, Citadel automatically kills 1d4 opponents Okay, because he's much stronger. Okay. How far are they?
1: I'd say they're about 10 feet away. All right. So I'm going to deploy the daggers and move in.
0: Okay. Wow. You weren't kidding about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I figure I'm looking at them and I'm like, they're fucking bones. I I can't shoot darts at them. Yeah. Like I think reality set in when he, you know let the first dart fly. Right. He just went past. Him. I'm like, what? He probably was thinking like, what the fuck is that going to do to a skull? You know, if it yeah. hit him in the head, like just rattle him around. So I'll try to hit him with the darts. All right.
0: Roll an attack. All
1: right. First one. Sixteen. That will hit. All right, 11 points on the first one. And the second one. Is a crit.
0: Two. Okay. All right, so let's do damage. I'm gonna do my damage first. Do damage for the first one.
1: All right, so it's 11 on the first hit. And then this is just... I only get sneak attack once per attack. So this is just damage doubled, correct? Yeah. And then being that it's an offhand, I do not get... Right, we just determined you don't get your attribute bonus. Right. So I just get the magic weapon damage. Correct. Five, so 16 total. 16
0: damage? Yeah.
1: All right,
0: so you stab that skeleton. I imagine. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry. That's not correct. It's 11, 21 damage total. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: yeah, you stab it through, like, the bottom part of its jaw with such ferocity. Maybe it's because you're scared, your adrenaline. You end up severing its head, and it just kind of crumples to the ground. The second one was a crit.
1: Yeah, the second one was a crit.
0: Okay, so roll 1d4. 2. And Citadel just charges forward and just like I imagine crushes one with his warhammer and then like with a big boot kicks the other one into like the flaming building and like the the door frame collapses and killing the second one. Okay, with the third one.
1: <laughs> All right, I look at Citadel and say, "One ran off. Should we go after him?" Or should we just get out of here? It's up, it's up to, to you. you. Yeah, we should go. But, but there's, there's a problem. problem. I'm sorry. I, I think, think he's, he's coming, coming back. back. Let's And hide. Citadel points down the street. Oh, good. And points at.
0: Uh, so the skeleton is coming back with its weapon drawn. And behind it is a hulking skeleton being. Uh, it almost looks like it's got like double jointed legs. Walking very strange. You do notice that its feet are made out of hooves. And at the top of its body is, like, the head of a bull.
1: What the fuck?
0: On a successful dexterity saving throw, you can hide before they get to you. Otherwise, we're going to be rolling initiative. So if you want to roll initiative and fight, we can. If you try to hide and fail, they will get starting attack.
1: Yeah, we're going to try to hide.
0: Uh, We are looking for... Anything higher than a seven? have
1: no, 23.
0: Wow! Alright, so me. I would imagine he points you like, oh, fuck me. Your choice. You drop back into the sewer, or are you like hiding in like a building?
1: Uh, we hide in a building.
0: Alright, so the skeleton and this big, for lack of a better term, minotaur.
1: The skeletal minotaur. I picture, like, the hooves, like, most of its body being skeletal. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Okay. Yes. I was going to say almost the reverse of that picture, where his body is skeletal and his head and hooves are, like, just decaying flesh. Right. Like, part bone, part flesh, like, tendons and shit. Yeah. Just, like, real eerie looking.
0: Uh, so they are just kind of scanning the area. If they notice their dead compatriots, they don't seem to care. Okay,
1: Um, so Harrison's initial thought is obviously there's no way of verbal communication between them and there's no like empathy that you can detect that I can detect. Okay. Perception. 16. So
0: while you're kind of hiding and just watching them, you get the glimpse of something larger. Uh, in the distance. Maybe not quite as large as the Minotaur. But... This thing speaks. And you hear it say... In like this... Almost unearthly... Voice. I want them found. And if you peek up over like the windowsill, you see this... Thing... In full plate mail. With... it it appears to be some kind of skeletal being underneath the plate mail and uh, it's got like a flaming uh, like orbs for eyes and protruding out of its left shoulder is like a flagpole Uh, and a piece of something flapping with this insignia on it and at glance at first glance you can almost swear that it's not paper it might actually be flesh this flag but you're not sure and he is just it appears that he's just standing in the background calling the shots and these things are marching around and where's citadel in relation to you like is he deeper into the building to hide it yeah so i would
1: think like you know the building is off of the main street he's behind me like deeper into the alley as I'm able to either, like like you said, peer through a window or look around like the edge of the building to see what's going on down the street. Okay.
0: So he wouldn't be able to see this thing? No. Would you say, like, what is this? Or would you just let it?
1: No, I think I would be borderline, like, panic-stricken be like, we have to go. We have to go. Okay. We have to go. We have to go now.
0: And that
1: is where we will stop.
0: Fuck. We're back. It's worth noting that uh, when I said stick around for Shadowrun, Uh uh, that's for the Shadowrun episode, you just listened to Dungeons & Dragons. So if you were confused by the presence of Dungeons & Dragons in a Shadowrun campaign, uh, you're
1: stupid should lay off the mushrooms. Yeah, you should have known people. that it was D and D with the intro it's D
0: uh so uh next week we're gonna start promoting our next giveaway the Dyson Pipes Dyson Pipe giveaway. Yes.
1: <laughs> Which is probably the one we should have started yeah, with Yeah might have thought that out a little a yeah. little more clearly. Live and learn
0: yep. our next podcast will really have this shit nailed down. <laughs> so Yes. Uh
1: boy I'm getting a headache. Two uh noble grandmas I can't believe that they reference grandmas. There was that another was line regular on Regular grandmas. Noble. They are the noblest of noble grandmas. What I want to know, um, you're telling me that family meetings were so boring before the introduction of Naluka Babuni that now when you drink this, it lends a glamour to yes. family meetings. And glamour shots. If by glamour, you mean throwing up in the toilet, like that's where this would lead me to. It would take four bottles to get drunk, Mm -hmm. and then the only way that you can drink this is if you're already drunk. True. So you'd have to start with the vodka, and then you can work your way to this. To uh, Jimst Inks. Dude, that guy was going to become a legend. Quickly taken out. Yes. And uh, to CCH Pounder. I'm a big fan of hers, especially in The Shield. Pounder.
0: I didn't think you were gonna know who that was. I know
1: who that bitch is. Good job. I know who she is. Lover dreads.
0: Uh, it's only some days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, That's her real hair and pipes. That's coffee.